So now so, you're, you're just kind of like purifying and like detoxing your body of all that basically. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I just did a liver cleanse two days ago to clean me all out. And it was kind of difficult because you have to drink Epsom salt. What? You have, you have to drink Epsom salt, um, four times, uh, a tablespoon Ugh. and you have to drink, uh, half a cup of olive oil and lemon and half a cup of lemon juice like freshly lemon and yeah. you can't eat during the you only can eat um vegetables during the day no fats whatsoever no meat products uh, no oils so your body just goes through a toll and it just cleanses you you know like you'll start sweating out like toxins you know Dang. and this is like treatments that actually people do you know it's like you'll say like wow that sounds crazy but people actually do do this right hmm. so. well obviously not by choice but um. definitely <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I, I you know that's where you're currently at so I, I guess you can go in a little bit on uh kind of what got you here what the last i don't know what year and a half two years maybe or a little bit longer now yeah definitely so this all started in 2016 um, I started developing symptoms of like asthma and like coughing and like they did cough that wouldn't go away, you know. Um, we all been there like sick for two weeks and it kind of lingers on maybe three weeks, but this is just like it was like didn't go away, didn't go away, and it wasn't until 2017, in between the months of like February and March, mm. that I noticed that I couldn't even like walk or work out no more and. Um, yeah, it got to the point that I couldn't even, like, breathe, you know? Yeah. And and it ended up by uh, 2017, April 6th, it was a Thursday, um, I got up in the morning and it, I literally would get up every morning kind of dreadful, sweating, and it would take maybe like an hour to get out of bed to start my day, because mm. it felt like I ran a marathon in my sleep. Yeah. So it was just tough, you know? It was mentally tough because you would get up thinking, like, I don't want to get up, you know, it was just tough. And like I said, uh, I had an appointment at 8.30 in the morning and to see uh, asthma and allergy specialist, Dr. Sai. And um, I was, I got up kind of late and I was just like, you know what, I don't want to go because it's going to be the same kind of stuff that got all the, and this is hence, this is already April and this is already six months of going to the doctor. So I'm not just like my first appointment. This is like every two weeks I was going to the doctor's. So just to like fill you in on that. And I, something in my, my head was telling me like, Hey, no, you should go. Like, this is going to be the answer. And like right then and there, you know, it was like the Holy Spirit speaking to me like straight up. Cause like, I was like, nah, I don't want to go. And you know, I was having like that, that battle between my head, like, nah, you know what? I don't want to do this. And I ended up going, uh, actually saved my life, but yeah, mm -hmm. I ended up going and I got there late and I saw Dr. Sai. And I really owe him my life. You know, I owe God my life, but God led me to him, you know, yeah. ultimately. Right. And um, he talked to me, and he was actually, like, on point, like, hey, like, um, what, where have you been the last six months? What have you done? What have you drank? Um, do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you do all this stuff? And I had to be real with him. I drink socially. I go out. Yeah, I do this. Um I take care of myself. Um, he told me, where have I traveled to? And I, at that moment, I knew that. He was caring for my life more than I was yeah. at that moment. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that, like, to me was, like, pretty surprising because I was at a time that I was just kind of, like, accepting, like, this is my new life. Like, I just can't breathe. I can't. Yeah. I'm, like, kind of, like, what's going on? And he wow. told me, looked at me dead in the eyes. He said, I want you to do a CAT scan today and a blood work. And, you know, it's tough to get CAT scans. Like, they'll schedule out two, yeah. three weeks in advance. He said, there's one in 45 minutes. I just got you there. Go. So, yeah, I, I did all that stuff. I did a CAT scan, blood work. I driving home and I'm talking about I haven't ate I was sweating cold sweats and I get home and my mom's making caldo de pollo which is chicken soup in Spanish and I'm saying my mom's and we're eating I'm like feeling good my mom's like 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 oh like we'll put Netflix on right now watch a movie so I'm like okay cool like we'll just hang out and it's at 2.30 I get a call from Dr. Sai and he's like hey you know what your blood work came back and I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, you're allergic to a couple things, you know, uh, rye grass and stage five allergic, you know, a couple things. He's like, don't worry, you're, you're okay. Wow. And then 15 minutes later, the infection and disease specialists call me and they say, hey, you know, you have a, an appointment Monday. So I'm over here getting excited. I'm like, hey, we got the ball rolling, you know. I thought I just had like an infection, a lung infection or something. And then at three o'clock, like on the dot, it was on the dot. And the reason why emphasis that is because like Jesus got crucified in the afternoon and they say it was around three, you know? So I always like emphasis that. And it was that time. And I get the call and I knew something like, even like my, my, like, uh, my body tensed up when I saw the number because it's like uh, 9700 ends in that, you know? I knew the Kaiser number like, like it's like damn I even know my house number but I know Kaiser numbers you know yeah. <laughs> so, so um, Jeez. I answer and I just felt like cold chills I just didn't feel comfortable like answering it and he was like Dr. Sai I recognized his voice he was like is this Noah Alvarez and right then and there my heart just like skipped a beat and I was like yeah and he was like um, you need to come in come in immediately to the emergency room you have a fluid around your heart and in your lungs and right then and there, my heart just dropped, you know? Yeah. Um, I just couldn't breathe in. And I thought instantly death. That's what I thought. I, wow. I relived my whole life, like, since the first memory I ever can remember to the moment up to that point, I thought about all the good stuff, the bad stuff I did, the should have, could have, would have. Yeah. Um, my parents, everything, I thought of everything. Um, I thought death, you know, and yeah. uh, my mom looked at me and she just saw me like, what? And she speaks Spanish, so she was just like, mijo, mijo, like, what's wrong? And all I could say was, mi corazón, my heart. Mm. That's all I said. And she just instantly, I, I think I almost gave her a heart attack. Yeah. So wow. it, was a, it was like, a moment that and my mom the first thing she told me my mom told me she said go pray (laughs) and I like started praying I started just kind of I to be honest I started making my peace with God you know yeah um I thought the hospital was calling me in because they said if you can't make it in right now call 911 immediately to pick you up you know yeah so I mean they weren't joking around so fast forward um, my dad um gets there my dad's like I mean, they're ministers at the Catholic Church. My dad has a lot of faith, and he's a man of, like, tremendous amount of faith. And he was, like, hugging me. He's like, hey, you know what? My mom was kind of tripping because 
Yeah. My mom, moms usually are the ones that right. emotionally, She's the father tries to hold yeah. that, you know? Right. So, and my dad is like, uh, hey, you know what, everything's going to be good. And I get to the hospital, I check in, and they took like 50 test tubes of blood. Um, Maria, the the one taking the blood, was like, yeah, you're going to stay a couple nights. If, if I, And I was thinking, yeah, if I make it a couple nights, you know, right. if I don't die tonight, you know? Like, right. that's what I was thinking. And, yeah, it was difficult because, like, um, I went in and, like, six doctors came in to see me, and I was a super rare case. And they were, like, I had a, a neurologist, cardiologist, pulmonologist, dermatologist, rheumatologist, infection and disease specialist, and the house doctor, you know? Um, and they were looking at me like if I was, like, like something new to them, you know? Right. Like an awe. And, uh, yeah, they narrowed it down to three things, and it was uh, a parasite, valley fever, or Church-Straw syndrome. And it's, it was Church-Straw syndrome, and it's, the scientific name is EGPA, which is eosinophilic granulomatosis uh, polyangelitis. So it's weird. It's a weird name. Um, it's basically... It's going to throw you guys off because it happens to one or two people out of a million. Wow. And uh, it's basically my white blood cells are too high. Mm. And especially the eosinophil that fights disease yeah. and infections, it was at a record high 71%, Jeez. which is the normal body. It's only zero to six, like 10% high. Yeah. And the, the doctor told me, he's like, so basically, that means seven out of ten of my cells were bad and right. were attacking my own body. So that's why I had fluid around my heart, mm. an inch and a half of fluid around my heart, which I couldn't breathe, and fluid in my lungs, and my body is inflamed, my tissue. Yeah. And he and it wasn't until a doctor told me, like, hey, if you were 50 years or older, you would just die, you know, but you're, I was like, well, I mean... I'm a strong soldier right here, you know I mean? I'm trying to hang in there. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I was, uh, I got hospitalized there six, seven days. I think it was like seven, seven days, six nights, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like a resort. I mean, it's not like a resort, I'm not sure, you know? It's right. just, uh, they treated me good <laughs> and stuff. But um, so the first night I want to talk to you about this, I'm laying there. And I'm thinking death, you know, I'm just laying in bed and it's late, it's like 11 something, I have the screenshot. And um, I was just like talking to God. I had a I had a rosary on my hand, you know, my mom gave me her rosary and, yeah. and, um, and it was around my hand. And I was just praying and then I just went on Bible Gateway and I just saw the verse of the day, you know, it was, and it was this. I have a screenshot and it was Galatians 2.20 and it says, I, and this is the new international version, so I don't know if you use another one, but this, that's the one that was on. Okay. And it's, um, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Jeez. Christ lives in me. Wow. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I'm sitting there, and I kind of giggled, like, straight up. I kind of, like, laughed a little bit. I was just like, this is me right now. It says, I have I've been crucified with Christ and no longer live. I'm sitting here, or I mean, laying in, in the bed, 
and I'm thinking I'm dead, you know, I'm crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. Like, but the thing that got to me, it's like I now, I now live by faith in the Son of God who gave, who loved me and gave His life for me, you know, yeah. and Man. and that like I was just like, whoa, like I'm good, you know, like like straight up, and I was like, you know what, like I'm with you, God, you know, and fast forward, I. It was hard hearing some of the doctor's words because you hear stuff like there's no cure for this, right. there's no treatment. And out of the corner of my eye, I see my dad, and he's just pointing up, you know? Yeah. He said, you know what, they could say all these things, but only God knows when they're going to take you, you know? Yeah. Not them, not any doctor, you know? And um, my dad was really encouraging to me and keeping me, like, upright. Yeah. And uh, then I, I got discharged, went home, and had a talk with my mom, and... I was happy, you know, I was actually in a good state and um, I told my mom, I was like, you know what, mom, if, if God gives me 10 more minutes to live, a day more, 10 more days, 10 more years or 100 or more years, I'm going to live happy because I finally have God in my heart. Yeah. You know, and and that was like deep right there because I left the hospital positive, you know, and that's what I want to talk to people. And I'm not perfect, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it, and 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 yeah, and that's this is why I want to talk to you while I'm not perfect because after that positivity, I was on this up, you know. I was sick, but I was on this up, and it wasn't until I ended up in the ER again that I got depressed. Mm. It was my first time back in the ER. I had a flare up of my disease. I couldn't breathe, and I lost faith. You know, I lost hope, and that's why. You know, this is is. This life is literally like a roller coaster. We're going to have our ups and downs. And and uh, I got depressed, you know. I started, I had no more love. I was emotionless. I was cold. Not literally, but I was cold emotionally. Yeah. And uh, one night, I blamed God. I cursed God. I ripped my cross off from across my chest, and I just, I blamed God for what he, what he did to me. And, yeah, I even got, like, goosebumps right now from it. And, and I, I, I had this hate towards God. And I, then I sat down and I started crying, you know. I started crying and, and I was like, no, no, you're wrong, you know. Yeah. God doesn't, God doesn't hate me, you know. If he hated me, this would never have, like, I, I would have been dead, you know. I mean, you know, he's trying to wake me up. He's trying to awaken me. Yeah. And I was living a life to myself that I thought I was in the most secure place, you know? Yeah. I was making good money. Um, before everything happened to me, I was making good money. I was literally in the best physical shape of my life. Um, I thought that health was a physical look and it was all about appearance and status. And mm. I felt secure. And sometimes I want to get across to everybody that we think we're in the most secure place in our life and we are the least secure. And sometimes when we're the least secure is when we are the most secure. Mm. And that's when God wants us to realize and to awaken, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes we, we try to outsmart God, you know? And we try to tell him what to do. Mm. And God was sending me a message. He grabbed me by the hand and said, hey, you know, you're going down this way, but we're gonna go down this way, mm. this path, and it might be hard. And don't get me wrong, this path has been hard for me. 
It's not, and I tell this to everyone listening, that no matter what you're going through, it, it's going to be hard at times, you know? It's going to be times that you do question your faith and you do question it. But sometimes questioning is not bad, not bad because it makes you even grow that much more stronger. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it lifts you up and it brings this fire to you and it, it, it tries you. And the ride has been hard, you know, and there's been multiple people that helped me and my parents, you know, and and you become grateful for a lot of things in life, you know. Um, when this happened to me, I remember when I got that call from the doctor about me going to the hospital, I remember I dropped my car key and I literally, this is what I was talking, I had a brand new Jeep. 2016 when that year and I traded in got a brand new 2017 Camaro paid like X amount of money for it I was thinking okay and I dropped the key and, and all I could think about is like I don't care that car can burn I, they, they car, they, I, I can give it away I just want my health back I want to be healthy Yeah. and you appreciate things like the car is never going to love me back it's just a possession it's a material thing that's going to rot away that's going to dissolve throughout time and the love that my father and my mother give me your parents that last that love is eternal you know yeah. it really is it's like God's love and you start even appreciating how a mother's hug like when I hug my mom now I feel like that bond wow. that connection you know when my dad tells me advice you actually don't take it for granted no more you actually like listen you know you don't just close your ears and just be like Oh yeah, whatever, Dad. You know, you know, you actually like embrace those moments now, and and a lot of people, you just it just takes time to awaken. You know, maybe this message might not awaken you, but it, it's maybe it's going to open your eyes. You know, yeah. and uh, and I wanted to say um, I have a couple things right here. I'm my my uncle Chewy was talking to me, and he told me this quote, and he said um, it's in Spanish, so I'll translate. It says Ni una o Ni una hoja se mueve sin la voluntad de Dios. And it translates to, not a leaf moves without the will of God. Mm. And I want you right now, whoever's listening out there, just take a second and just close your eyes and just inhale. And just feel the oxygen going into your lungs. And, you, and that is God's will letting you breathe again and, and exhale and feel the oxygen leaving, you know? Yeah. And that is God's will. And if you're sitting at a park right now, just take a second and look at the trees and you see every leaf moving. Each individual leaf is God's will. Mm. Everything is God's will, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's something that we take for granted. And that message is really deep because it really is, you know? Everything happening is God's will. Every second more is God's will. And there's two things I think of um, when I was hearing, you know, the first part of your story. And one, you know, your, uh, you know, your illness, your situation, your case, your disease, whatever you want to refer to it as, um, is one in a million. Um, And, you know, just like your specific case was literally unheard of in that same way. God literally actually made you that special. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he's never made anybody exactly. the way he's made you, the way he's made me, the way he's made Jamal. So actually, all of our lives are one in a million. You know, they're yeah. one of one, like literally. Yeah. Um, but the second part of that is that God loves impossible odds. Yeah. 
He that's lo- right. He Amen. freaking right. he loves that more than anything because he has to eliminate every single option that you have to claim your own victory Mm. so that you can literally undeniably confess, admit, and shout at the mountaintops that it was him that did it. And there's literally no way that it could have possibly been you, those doctors, Western medicine, anything. Exactly. Uh, And, and to add on that, it's, it's crazy because when three weeks after I, I, I'm not, this is a fact. I had an inch and a, and a half of fluid around my heart. Right. And I was getting checkups all the time. And I did another echocardiogram like three, three weeks or four weeks, so almost like a month after um, last year, after I was discharged. And it dropped tremendously, the mm. fluid around my heart. Mm. And I remember Dr. Battaglia, the cardiologist, cardiologist said, did they give you medicine to drop this down? Because this is like, this, this is not possible. The fluid dropped down like not even not even a quarter of an inch no more. Wow. Like it and and I said, No, it's it was God. That's all wow. I said. Like it was God's work. And wow. he was just like, Wow and he was a man of faith too, so he said, Yeah, and there's some doctors that aren't, they're just like, Oh wow, like wow, I guess that's and they said some said it's a miracle. And they just don't want to say, like, why, you know, and why is a miracle? But some doctors are like, wow, it's a miracle that that dropped down. And I kind of just laughed because it was just like, I, deep down, it's just like, I know that's you, God, like, helping me out, you know? Like, I'm, like, trying to, like, have five of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I, like, it was good, you know? So, hmm. and, um, yeah, like, that, that was, God works in mysterious ways, and he tries to, like you said, he beats the odds, you know? He wants you to say... It was him, not the doctors, not the medicine, nothing. God led me to the doctors and everything, but it was ultimately God's way. Uh, The other thing I want to bring up, and uh, just because I don't think us as humans, and maybe it's youth, I don't know, maybe age, wisdom helps this, but I think like we really don't understand how valuable the words that we give to other people are. Um, and how powerful they are. And um, I'm going to bring it up because of what your dad told you, which is the reason ultimately that you're on this episode. And, you know, like, you know, you even yourself were speaking death upon yourself. Mm. And your father rebuked that and literally, like, literally, like, spit life into you. Come on. Um, Yeah. And uh, I don't think we fully understand how strong the love we can give somebody is, even if you don't know the person. Um, and I admire Chase so much for this because he selfishly just spends time with people and he doesn't have to. You know, there's pastors that they go onto the pulpit, they speak their message, and then they dip out, you know. And this, exactly. du- this dude stays for three, four, five hours until the church is completely empty. And it, it speaks to his message because people want to stay and literally just be filled with the love that is in that place. And then he just reaffirms them with just love and life afterwards. And he, and he really doesn't have to. Um, but your dad, you know, he obviously he's super strong in faith. And, you know, like I said, he, he spoke life into you like it was nothing. So I kind of wanted you to, to share a little. Oh bit yeah. Def- yeah, definitely. I'll tell you about that. So, uh, one, one previous thing before I say what my dad told me, 
um, he told me, and it wasn't the day he told me, it would it tripped me out, gave me goosebumps. I kind of like cried out, and he told me, he's like, the reason why I named you Noah was because you are going to save this family. Wow. And I was just like, whoa. Like, I was like 19 when he told me. It was 1920, and I was just like, whoa. I did not even understand that at the time. I was like, what do you mean save? And he's like, he's like, yeah, Noah saved the world, you know? Yeah. The world that yeah, went family. with the wow. rain. And he's like, you are going to save this family. And fast forward now to now, when I was in the hospital, my dad looking at me, and I, I remember perfectly, like it was yesterday, I'm laying in bed, I'm upright, I was talking to him, and it was just me and him, so it was like one of those special moments, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I had visitors all the time, and we're talking, and the conversation just took like a left turn, it was just like, whoa, like, and then he just like straight up jabbed me, like started dropping knowledge on me, and he started speaking, he said, you know what, Noah, I know what your calling is now. And I was just like, sitting there, I was just like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you're calling now is to tell people your testimony yeah. and wake them up yeah. and let them know that God is real and he is our savior. And this is the way to like eternal life. Mm. And right then and there, like, I was just like, wow, like this is, and it took me, a while because a lot of people get nervous you know a lot of people start they they hear that and they're like oh yeah you're right and, and i always tell people and i always thank god and i tell people my story you no know? but like something like this it was a big step because even i was like ah like rudy texted me i was like kind of like oh like oh man like i don't know like i kind of want to be there he's like yeah you could do it over the phone and i was like oh man like ah oh. and then i was like you know what yeah, this is meant to be, you know, God wants this, you know, yeah. this is, this message has to be heard. And this is a, a step in the right direction, you know? Yeah. And, and those words are just powerful. Cause like what Rudy is saying, talking to a stranger and just telling them something like this and showing them love, a stranger can lift them up from a pit. If they're in like an abyss of evil of like, hate or you don't know what they're going through and they could just literally just, they could drop all that weight and instantly fill their heart with love. And it's with God, you know? Some people live with a void in their heart. They can have everything. They can have money, riches, power, women, lust, whatever they can have, all the stuff, the pleasures in the world. But if you don't have God in your heart, you are dead. Empty. You are not alive. Bro, I want to take you back to what you were talking about with your dad, uh, why he named you Noah. Um, talking about saving the family, um, not only is that like a, a heavy cross to bear, but, um, Oh yeah, definitely. Man, <laughs> heavy, very heavy. Just speaking from experience on that, my, well, one of the things that my mom always talked about around the house was well, there's a, there's generational curses on this house that need to be broken. And, and I just never really like understood what that meant. Um, until like, I really started to, to dive into the word and for myself and really try to build my own faith um, in God. And something that Chase just said as we were sitting there talking was um, there's a higher cost to be paid to break generational curses. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? 
Like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. What, what do you, why is there a higher cost for people to break generational curses than it is for to, like, you know, break the addiction to uh, alcohol or, or pornography or, or whatever their struggle is? Like, why is there a higher cost for that? And now listening to you talk, literally an hour later, listening, hearing, hearing you talk about the things that you've gone through, like, there's legitimate... Uh, uh, a higher cost that needs to be paid for a higher level of glory coming out of generational curses that are broken. Like, I, I don't know your whole family history, and I don't know the things that your dad and your mom have gone through, uh, or their grandparents, uh, or I mean, their parents and their parents' parents, um, but I, I understand now by hearing you talk and what you're going through, the, the two out of a million people who have to deal with something like this and the struggle that you're going through, um, Bro, it's just for a great amount of glory that's going to come in your life, and not no, only that, for your family. But that, that, that is true, Jamal. What you're saying is 100% right. Sometimes for the for the bigger price, the bigger reward, it, there's a higher price for it, you know? That's true. That is, that is a fact, you know? And it took me a while to understand that, what you're saying, you know? Yeah. Like, it took me a while because... It wasn't, this wasn't an easy ride and isn't an easy ride, you know? And that's why I want to tell people there you are going to go through hard stuff. And, but don't be worried, you know? Like, mm. don't be scared. Like, um, what I've learned through, through this is it's all in moments. And there's going to be a moment that you are super, super high in love and happy. And there's going to be moments that you're down. And you just got to treasure those moments and grow from them. And and every day is a new day. I know that seems like, oh, every day is a new day, like people say all the time, but no, it really is, you know? Yeah. Like, today is, we have, did you wake up today and just say, you know what, I'm thankful for today? I'm thankful for the meal I'm eating, you know? I'm, I'm thankful, and we kind of, we live in a society that we just kind of, like, don't see it as that that much no more, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just because a lot of people are moving too quick, you know? I told people what happened to me, it made me move from the fast lane. I was just going 100 miles an hour on the freeway, and it made me kind of just change lanes to just slow down in life, you know, kind of see everything, the reality, really see the reality in life, you know? No, yeah, to emphasize on that, like, bro, you literally, you know, when we're talking about the cost of the generational curse and breaking that and what that costs, like, it literally cost you your life as you knew it. Mm. Like, yeah, it, it literally cost I, I, you your life to get to where you're at right now. And that was exactly why, you know, God hit you with that verse with the Galatians, too, because you literally paid that curse. You paid your life to break that. Um, whether you chose that or not, you you paid your life for it. You Your life, yeah, as, you, as you knew it, is completely gone. Um, exactly. And, and like you just said right now, you know, that was key, Rudy. I want to add to that what you just said. I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this. God chose this, you know? Right. And this is something deeper. And that's something that I want to say personally because it's happening to me. I wasn't, I was mad. Yeah. I never, I never said, hey, I wish this upon somebody else. I was just like, why me? Yeah. Why did this happen? I was so happy with my life. I was in a place that I was, like I said, I was the best. I thought I was secure. I thought, this is the business. Why me? Why? Why is this happening? Why? And like, like Jamal said, there you have to pay a big price for this. I paid with my life. I mm. did. I, Jeez. I see it as I always tell people, I died. You know, 
Yeah. For so long when I was depressed, I thought the Noah that like I knew or that that I wanted to be died, but I was still alive. You know, it was just the old like the old me died, and I felt like reborn again. You know, someone new, and and that is just God waking you up. You know. You said you were when you were mad. Uh, was that at the beginning when this first happened, or are you talking about when you when you kind of uh, yelled at God and was like this? Yeah, when I yelled at God, I got yeah. depressed, and it was it was for a couple months. Yeah, it, yeah. so it was it's, it was really weird my process because uh, last year in April, after I got discharged, I was really positive. Yeah, to a to a point that I ended up back in the ER, and I kind of just saw like, wow, this is going to be my life. I'm going to be going back to the doctors. Am I going to die young? I mean, your mind just goes yeah. down a hole yeah. that you don't even want to go down, you know. And it's just like, whoa, like. But that's that right there is the testament right there. You or not the testament, but it, it gives your your testimony so much uh, power because you were in a place of positivity in what God was going to do in your life, and then you went through like this down anguish uh, uh, um, part of depression where it was just like, well, freak, like, do I really have to go through all of this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, uh, you're gonna exactly, get exactly. That's kind of where like, I was like angry, you know, and and when I got angry, I I repented, you know, and, mm. and I knew that I messed up, you know, and but I felt like good because I felt like I was communicating back to God, you know, yeah. and and sometimes, I mean, I don't wish nobody to curse God or nothing, but sometimes talk to God, you know? God okay. is there to be our friend. I was going to say, realistically, even if you were mad at him, I think he'd rather you talk to him while you're mad than you be mad and not talk to him. Exactly, um, yeah. And, and God loves that. He's trying to tell you why, you know? But sometimes we're stubborn, we're hard-headed. I mean, a reason why, to be honest, is that we don't want to die. Yeah. We nobody wants to give this life up here because we love this life, you right. know. We love this life here on earth, you know. But the next life is going to be that much greater. Right. It's going to be the ultimate, you know. It's going to just be like nothing can top it. And yeah, we're some people are afraid, but the people are afraid. And I'll say myself, I was afraid to die because right. I had that void that I didn't have God fully, and that's something that. My uncle has always told me he has all these sayings for everything, you know. Yeah. And he told me, sometimes we walk with God and we think that's good, but let God in your heart. That's where he wants to be. Yeah. Walking with God's okay, but you could be a little distant from, from him. You could say, oh, I'm walking with God, but truly let him into your heart. And that's when you're secure. Yeah. That's when everything's fine. Not even fine. Everything's perfect, you know. Yeah. And, and that's something that I was afraid, you know, I was afraid to like die. I was afraid, you know, I was scared, you know, it's, I was 23 at the time, you know, you're dealing with everything. You think that in society it tells you, you know, you're supposed to die old, you know, and nothing's supposed to happen, you know, and, and no, it's, this is real stuff, you know, and, and God, you know, they could say this is one out of a million. It's impossible. There's no cure. And God is just sitting on his throne laughing. Yeah. Like straight up, he's like, these guys are all fools because I'm the one that says when I'm going to take them. 
there's something amazing about when you go through uh, trials and tribulations that it changes your God perspective. Listening to you talk, like, just how... It just changes how you talk about God. Like, the image of you talking about how God is sitting on his throne laughing at doctors who have degrees and who are this and that in medicine and just the highest of their field, um, the smartest people you would who, who would think to tell you information, you would believe it, right? Well, exactly. not, not necessarily. If you have God in your heart, then uh, these impossible things, you, you start looking at them differently. Your perspective changes. You, you, you start walking in peace and not fear. It, it's a crazy thing. It really is. Yeah. It's a crazy and, thing. And, and exactly. To add on, like what you said, it's, it's mind, body, and soul yeah. you have to give. Mm. And you have to be fully devoted. And I'm, I'm going to say this again and repeat it again. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not here. I'm no, no prophet, no nobody. You know, I'm here just a normal human being sharing my story. Yeah. And what God did to me, you know, this is not Noah getting credit. This is God using me. This yeah. is God speaking right now, you know. Mm. Maybe uh, it's not even me speaking freak. straight up, you know. And people might laugh and people might mock me, but yeah, like that is like straight up. It's mind, body, and soul that you yeah. have to devote yourself. And the, honestly, we don't want to devote ourselves. Yeah, I'll, I'll say we because I'm included. You know, I'm not saying oh people. Yeah. I'm saying sometimes we don't want to devote ourselves. Right, and and it's understandable. People are in some type of way. They're doing their own thing, and God has an awakening time for everybody. You know, right. if two people awaken or just like accept and they just change from hearing this, if one person out of a hundred who hear this, a thousand, that's one more person God is getting into their into his herd, you know? Yep. So, and and that's what God wants, you know? And and one can lead to two, and two leads to four, and four leads to 20, and 20 leads to hundreds. Like, it's right. sad that we don't see it as, like, why don't we all want to go to the ultimate party with God? Right. Like, why just a handful of us, you know? But right. the sad part thing, it's only going to be a handful of us, because not that people, but God is going to choose, you know? He's going to... You, everybody has a chance. Yeah, and 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 that's what I mean. And it's 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 crazy because it really does open your eyes about everything. You know, um, reality just it's hits you. To speak on those surgeons a little bit, if you guys go back and you listen to our episode with Chase, he talks about how your concept of God, um, as humans, we want to go with our senses and. Those doctors that had were working with you, uh, they could only speak what they've seen. And all they've seen is failed tests. This disease is incurable. Mm-hmm. We've never seen it done. Uh, so it's not possible because once they saw your condition, the devil just started attacking their senses and saying, nope, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Not with your hands, at least. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because as a surgeon, you would think that you look at the body daily and you operate on the body daily and to think that you could, as a surgeon, that you couldn't fathom that there's something greater that put that together Mm. is mind blowing to me. Um, But the second thing that I want to do is I want to make your story a little bit more practical um, by comparing Mm -hmm. it a little bit to something that I went through a little bit. And it's definitely not a comparison because... 
I'm going to be humbled in that situation. You're going through something that I couldn't even fathom. Um, but what I think a lot more people go through, like Jamal was just saying, is tests and trials, but of just different measure. And so when I moved back into my house with my mom, um, she was definitely still getting her life back together. And um, I had to carry way more weight um, than I was prepared to. And um, I wanted to live with her because I wanted our relationship to be what it once was, but dealing with it, paying the bills, being the man of the house, trying to be responsible, doing the yard work weekly, having my job, going to school, doing all these things, I was my question was literally God this is unfair. Why am I in this situation? She's the parent. Why do I have to be the responsible one? Yeah. And I literally battled with that for so long. And me and my mom had so many arguments um, over my lack of responsibility. And um, you know what? And then what happened was that I realized that I can't do anything about her. And that all I could do was 100% focus on what I was able to accomplish. So if I wanted our relationship to change, I had to look in myself for the flaw instead of looking at what she was doing wrong. And where can I improve? What can I do better? And I realized the entire time, I was like, Rudy, if you want to be a millionaire, you don't think your responsibilities are going to get bigger than this? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally needed to go through that quote-unquote unfair stage to realize, you know what? I have to go through this so that I can not only manage this, but that I can manage greater. And that I can deal and endure with stronger, harder situations and still come out on top. So if I can't come out of this situation, ain't no way I'm going to be able to deal with something down the road. Um, And so back to the the cliche of, you know, God gives the... The, the hardest battles to his strongest soldiers like bro you had to go through this so that you can come out and testify to call and answer to your name that your father spoke over you yeah like you had yeah. to go through something so that you could save your family you couldn't save your family by being healthy with a new car and a good paying job your parents already have all of that mm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you needed to show them the impossibility of god with your own life and your parents already believed but they still needed a higher degree of belief your dad was <laughs> above his head sea level wise he was above his head in faith he couldn't i don't even know if he could fathom the faith that he was really speaking into you i think he realized that he had to and that there was literally no other option um because i think if you didn't have that voice in your head that he spoke over you just like you were saying you had tons of visitors but then you had this one moment with your dad just like we all do with god you know what I'm saying? Where all the distractions, everybody goes away, and you just have that one real mm. special, intimate moment. Like you say, it's all moments, and that one moment just changes everything. Um, so, Amen, dude. Amen. You know, that was just fire right to, now. To, to, any, to anybody listening, um, I personally prayed for a conducive situation to my success a long time ago. And what I did not realize is that me praying, me being in the shoes and in that spot that I was at mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I had to get to that point to literally get what I was asking for. And what I was asking for, actually what I didn't know that I know now is that the situation I was asking for is a situation that I was already in. 
I was literally like, God, give me a situation that's conducive to my success. Okay, son, here's some tests. Here's some trials. Let's see you break through this so you can develop more confidence and do greater things and stronger things and harder things. Like, I have to give that to you because you say you want to be successful. So let me give you the situation that's going to make you successful. (laughs) You know, like, literally, I wanted something different than where I was at. And he's like, nah, son, I got you right where I need you. Right. Here you go. And that's great that you say that, Rudy, because that story is an eye-opening event for you, you know? And anybody out there going through, you don't have to be going through an illness. You could be going through something smaller. You could be going through something how Rudy's going. Right. It's going to open your eyes and make you realize what's going on, what God wants, you know? And how the battle is going to be, it's going to be uphill, but what waits for up on the up the top of the hill is great. I'll tell you that. You know, there's a cross. I might right be there. I might be going through what I'm going through, but I'm happy now in life. Yeah. I really am. You know, mm-hmm. God has woken me up and making me happy. Wow. Through all this, and Rudy and Jamal know that I've always been a laughing guy. I've always had good charisma and laughing and joking, and I've always had high spirit. And they know me since high school, since we were 14, 15. Now we're 10 years later. You yeah. know. Um, and it got still, you know, I remember I was in the hospital bed and when the doctor told me, um, I was on the sixth floor, which is like pre ICU. So they're like monitoring me like all the time. I'm like, have all these things on me. And the doctor told me, yeah, this happens to one or two people out of a million. And I was like, ah, I should have gone to the casino with those odds. You know, I should have played the lottery today. Maybe it wasn't my lucky day, you know? And it was just like I had to even like I I had to be like like up spirited, you know. I still had to be happy, even though I was going through a lot. Mm. God still like remained me happy, you know. He he still made me keeping that because if you if you're going through a moment through what I went through, through what Rudy went through, through whatever you're going through, and you get down on yourself, it's only gonna make it worse. If you turn to God and you just ask Him like, Hey, what's going on? You know, help me out. Of course, God's gonna help you out. You know, through everything, through whatever you're going through, and that's something that we don't notice. You know, no. you know, and it's hard. You know, people are like, "Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard." You know, it's gonna get hard to change. You know, as human beings, the hardest thing to do is change to yeah. adapt. You know, right. that's something that we don't like doing. We get comfortable in a type of spot. We get comfortable. We get closed off. We build these walls, and that wall builds another wall from emotions to the way we think we get closed-minded we just have this tunnel vision that like is like pretty like crazy you know mm-hmm. and we don't notice it because you gradually do it through your life you build walls you build walls and, and the devil oh man he's like one sneaky guy you know? I, mean, <laughs> I was gonna say some other words but i'm not gonna cut on here but the, the devil's greatest trick is he's trying to convince you he doesn't exist He's trying to convince you that do whatever you want. It's all good, you know. Do whatever you want. Don't worry, you know. Live your life how you want. And he buries you. Yeah. The devil will give you the tools to bury your own self, to dig your own grave. I want to touch on that put your name on it, you know, and you bury yourself. You're not six feet under. He'll put you way under there. Somebody can never come out of He'll bury you. I want to touch on that real quick because we talked about it earlier uh, about how your words are so powerful in speaking life and, and not death. The The Bible says we, we will be ensnared by the words of our mouth. Um, and, and the way the devil will bury us oftentimes is through the fruit of our own thoughts and our own lips. 
And if any words have power, then all words have power. And so mm-hmm. he, he, he's so, so crafty in tricking us to thinking that God doesn't exist and we can do whatever we want. And so we'll get ourselves in this process of you're so right. It takes a long time to in a process to build these walls and to build these things that are ensnaring us and are not allowing us to break free and to see God moving in our life. And so the process of, of, of getting out of that is going to take a while. It's going to take uh, some time for you to, to break down those walls and to, to break free of those chains that you've ensnared yourself with your own lips and your own thoughts and your own actions because the devil tricked you into doing those things. He's been doing it since the beginning of time with Adam and Eve. Um, so that, that's Exa- so crucial. Exactly said, Jamal, and this is another thing my uncle has, and it's the devil doesn't know so much because he's the devil. The devil knows so much because he's been around a long time around humans yeah he knows he knows our pleasures he knows what we like what makes what tempts us you know he knows us he knows us really well you know and that's a hard battle you know it is a hard battle because we are tempted every day you know and and like you said jamal and that's really key that you said and this is for everyone listening out there it takes time to knock those walls down Mm. don't don't get upset if change doesn't happen overnight yeah. But if you try to better yourself, everyone out there, if you try to better yourself every day, if you say here, hey, I'm just trying to make the best version of myself, my mind, body, and soul, daily, if you just try to strive for the best, not perfection, we are not perfect. I'm not perfect. We are all far from perfect. We all make mistakes. But if you just strive to try to better yourself, change will eventually come. Mm. It takes time. But it, it will come, and God will be there, you know, to help us every step of the way. Hmm. So. It's the seven laps, to be exact. Um, but, um, yeah, man, if you are listening to this episode and you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, uh, you're in a circumstance you don't want to be in, you're in a mindset that you don't want to be in, you're in a heart shift that you don't want to be in, um I think the best thing that we can do in moments like that is literally do exactly what the devil doesn't want you to do, which is turn around and actually praise God Mm. for the situation that you're in. And to speak back to the one in a million, like literally, if you don't go through the circumstance that you're in right now, it is impossible for you to become the person that God has ordained you to become. It is impossible. It is impossible. So if you want a better circumstance, then be grateful for the one that you're currently in and watch how it changes. I kid you not. I kid you not. Watch how it changes. If you have problems in the home, in your room, in your seclusion, by yourself, if it's an integrity thing, stand up in your room and look around and say, God, bless these walls. Bring bring these evil spirits out of my room because this is where I deal with all the dark, deep things. Let him in to the most private areas that you possibly can and just be thankful for where you're at right now because it is a part of the recipe for you to be the cake when you come out of the oven so that's right Amen to that just just freaking praise the blessing will come as soon as you praise like chase explains it as like a a light sensor system once you move a little bit heaven reacts so 
just start moving. You know, I know it doesn't look pretty. I know it's hard, but listen to Noah's situation. Like you're not going through what he's going through and he's still here praising God with every last breath that he has. Mm. Yeah. And like I said, guys, I mean, literally, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not, but like I said, every breath I inhale now, every time I inhale and I feel that oxygen just absorb in my lungs, I feel that that is God's will. Yeah. Wanting you to stay alive another day, another second, you know, pushing <laughs> you, pushing you. And he wants you there. And, li- and if you do, no, go ahead. Go for Rudy. Uh, no, he oh, literally, he literally stripped you of everything to show you what the breath of life is literally like. Yeah. He, he stripped yeah. you of everything that you had just so that you could see it is my breath that makes you move. Mm. Not your breath. That's, it's not your lungs. It's my breath. It's God's will. That's what it is. Like I'm saying, every flower, I think every leaf that you see moving, everything, every bird you see flying, every person you see walking, everything going on right now in your life, you having visions that you see, you being awake, you thinking that God's will. And that is literally my life has been, I, I died. I didn't die physically, but my mind, my old self, and I was reborn, rewoken, you know? I was really, saw reality. God woke me up, you know? Yeah. And it, it, was, it was a blessing. It really was. You know, you see stuff. And like I said, I'll say it again. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm far from perfect, but it's just. I thank God, and I'm here because of God. Yep. That's the only reason why. If, if, you, if you guys out there listening don't know how to pray or don't know how to communicate, like Rudy said, just give thanks. Talk to him like if you're talking to a friend. You know, sit there and even talk out loud. You can even have to be just be like, hey, you know what, God? Like, I don't know what to do. Is this going to make me stronger? What's going on? And you're going to know. Deep down, you're going to know. God will find ways. Wow. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because there's been times that I talk to people and people literally here in San Diego. I was at Whole Foods because I first of all shout out to Whole Foods because that is just the spot. <laughs> but um, I went there and there was a girl Deanna and she was just hey um, she was maybe mid thirties uh, Mexican lady and she was just like oh hi Nico what do you want I was getting some stuff she's like well, what are you doing here. And I never hide it from somebody. Yeah. I'd be like, um, hey, you know what? I'm seeking treatment here. I hope God like helps me out, you know? Like, I am seeking natural topic treatment. Yeah. And I told her what I was going through. And do you... It, I wish you guys could see this <laughs> and feel it more than... She said, I thought I was going through stuff. Yeah. You just opened my eyes. And not, now I don't have to worry about my problems. Mm. My problems are nothing compared to other people. And she hugged me. Yeah. She walked over and hugged me like a mother, you know, like hugged me like, like a mother. And she said, like, my problems are no problems no more. She's a woman of faith, you know, and she was just like, bless your heart. I had to hear this because I thought I was going through some stuff that I could not get out of, you mm. know, that was overwhelming to me. And she said, wow, it's not overwhelming. Man. I'm going to get through it. Yeah. And I just literally, I forgot. I forgot even sorry because all this stuff, I mean, my life right now, a lot of stuff's happening and just like, I mean, every day is just like a new adventure. You know, it's kind of awesome, you know, and yeah. it's awesome, but I'm doing treatment, but every day is a new day and kind of crazy. But she said that and I was like, wow, like 
I felt like God just told me, like, like, like God just was like, good job, bro. Like, you're yeah. spreading the word, like, straight up. And, and at that moment, you're just like, God is using me, you know? It's not even me. I can't credit myself. I don't credit myself. Because like Rudy said, God came me the press of life, like, straight up, you know? Um, I to keep me alive. And everybody going out there, I know just, if you're listening, just, Take a second or two and just relax and just just pray, you know? Just talk to God and just let him in your heart, you know? Knock down that wall, those walls you have up, those insecurities, and just let him in, you know? And he is ultimately going to help because that is what he's here for. Yeah. He is here to help us, to save us, you know? And we see it sometimes as like, no, we don't, like, I don't want, I don't want, why pray? Why do this? But he's ultimately here to be our friend and to save us. You know, yeah. that is that is his job. Amen to that. That is what he wants for us. Bro, you're fire, man. We appreciate you so much, dude. You don't even know. No, no. this is this is awesome, and 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 it's just like if this message gets across to two people, one a person, so you know, that's a lot, man, you, you gotta know? take them two at a time. Have it. Yeah, heaven moves, bro. Every time, so. <laughs> You're Noah, bro. You got to take two at a time, minimal. Minimal. That's it. <laughs> yeah, two at a time, man. Oh, man. So, I mean, I, I, I think you're back. I, like, sit back and the battles, some of the hardest battles, I'm thinking I'm, like, 24 now. It's like, I did chemotherapy. Yeah. It's like, okay, check. I checked that off my list, you know? It's yep. like, uh... <laughs> I did a year of, like, prednisone, check, you know, like, all these medications. I listened to people say there's no cure, check, you know. It's like, God's, like, checking up all this stuff. It's like, what? What are you guys talking about? Like, who are you to talk about this stuff? And, and it's, I sit back and it's just like, like, okay, what's next, you know? Like, and, and I did all these things already, you know, chemotherapy, all this stuff, and I'm feeling good, you know? That's so, so fire, like I said... Like, what, bro? You know, gosh. I think it just speaks to just how powerful, you know, God has made our minds. But I think even more of a credit is that our spirit knows better than our minds do. Our Our minds can believe something that that doctor said. But our spirit is like, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, just lis- just listening to you and literally hearing the life in you um, is just like, man, like, you, you know, we hear, we hear concepts all the time like, if you believe you're sick, your body will become sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you literally rebuking what those doctors are telling you is convincing your body at the same time mm. that it is going to work out on, and you may, you know what i'm saying like god made your mind that strong he made all our minds that strong that we can convince ourselves of anything yeah. um whether it's good yeah. or bad and the, the same way that god uses that negative mindset he can use that for good he can use the power of your mind for good yeah. um and he can make you healthy by convincing you mm. um and you know what i'm saying like bro you're you're literally abundance in life right now and energy and vibrancy and like it's just radiating we have you on a freaking speakerphone and i knew like i know we wanted to be in person but like i just know that your energy is so high that it just was not even necessary but that people just 
needed this message. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who needs it, but I know somebody needs it. Somebody needs yeah. it. Yeah. Somebody. And, the, and, and exactly what he said, I, like, I want to emphasize on what he said really quick, like, don't let your mind beat you, you know? Your mind plays games on you. Your mind is not you. I know, I know that makes no sense right now, nah, but your mind is not you. You are individual. It's your soul. That is you. As an individual, your mind is just a source of, like, information and stuff to gather the way you think. Mm. But do not let your mind overcome your soul. Wow. You as a person. Yeah. And, and to emphasize that, it's easy. It's like you are the user on the laptop, on the computer. The, the, that's your soul, the user. And the computer is the mind. You know, you store information. It lets you get access to things. And if you start polluting your computer, your laptop, it's going to fail, you know? It's going to overpower you. It's going to get viruses. So don't let that. Remember that. Your soul, you, are greater than your mind. Do not let your mind beat you because your mind can do a lot of things, you know? Yeah. It could mess you up, you know? And it does. It does a lot of good. You know, your mind, if you push yourself, like Rudy said, like, hey, I'm not sick. I'm going to overcome this. Your mind is strong, but sometimes your mind can betray you. Yeah, practically, and of, bro. And it, and it, so. No, uh, go. Are you, are you done? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I just said, like, it betrayed me. That's why you just gotta be strong, you know? Be right. A strong and individual, and it, it's tough, but just try the best to be str- as strong as you can, you know? Right. And for you to say that, just, you know, obviously you had to go through some mental battles. What have, what have you done, uh, for you personally to mentally stay strong? Um, just you know what, and that's, that's a good question, Jamal, and it's, 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 it was first accepting what was going on with me. Mm. That was super, super hard yeah. because it was accepting that, Noah Alvarez, I am sick. Mm. I have a disease now. I have to carry now this with me. And that was a struggle within itself, you know? And it wasn't until the day that I accepted it that I felt better about myself because now I said, okay, I'm sick. I, now what, now what? Now I have to get through this. And it was God, you know? I turned to God. I said, hey, you know, like, hey, like, I'm going through this. And he said, no, we're going through this. Wow. Not, not you are. We are going through this. I'm with you, you know? Mm. Like, straight up. And it's just like, whoa, like, that's kind of like, like a jab to the face. Like, whoa, what right. the heck? Like a wake-up call. And, yeah, it's not that I'm going through this. It's God says we are going through this. Yeah. I'm helping you through this. And that's something that we get twisted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that, oh, that was a mental side. It was, it was hard for me. And you know what helped me out, too? And this might sound weird, that, that downfall I had, it made me realize a lot of things. It opened my mind to a lot of things. And some people say, well, whoa, I, I thought you, like, you're, you're mentally like you want to be positive but when you see the negative side and you live on that side you say wow i can't wait to be on the positive side now again you know mm-hmm. like wow this is not a good place this is not anywhere i want anybody i would not want this on nobody yeah to be depressed and to be down and to be in that state of cold emotionally you know and you learn you know you start appreciating stuff and that was a big thing you start the appreciation being grateful is like, if you just start being grateful every day, oh my God, your life would change completely. Mm. Like 360. Yeah. Tony Hawk, like 3980, you know, like, <laughs> you know, going crazy. Um, so, 
I think no. I think as uh, I know. Um, I mean, I think it's just it, it. It can be easy to get caught up in what got you to where you are. Um, and I personally, uh, I'm not going to say who it is because all three of us know this person. Um, but I know somebody that that when they're alone, all they do is reflect and play through all of their old decisions mm-hmm. instead of sitting and accepting where they are and looking forward into how am I going to get out of here? They actually spend all of their time figuring out how they got where they are. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and when I go back to literally you're in the situation that God needs you in to get to, to where he's trying to lead you. Like there's nothing more true than that. And if you go back into one of our first couple episodes, we were listing the whole body, the armor of God. And there's one piece of armor that God does not give us. There's one piece of our body that is not covered by armor and it's our back. Mm -hmm. And you could argue a bunch of different things, but I personally believe that we don't have anything cover on our backs because as Christians, we are called to face our problems. We're called to move forward um, in him. So why do you need to protect your back if you're moving forward? Freaking angry. That's right. That's right. That is some fire right there. Man, I really, really thank you for your time. I'm thankful that, you know, God still has you here so that we can capture those breaths. Um, We literally, we literally just captured an hour of life. So anybody that wasted an hour of their day today, you can get that hour back just by listening to this episode. Mm. Um, Oh, this, this hour would change your life forever you know till the end and this little message this hour like you said is gonna change life you know drop your knowledge you know yep so 100%, i appreciate man. you guys too this is pretty awesome that this is the first time i actually like would share my story to whoever's listening you know the, yeah. the group that you guys have on your podcast and it's it's awesome you know it really is and mm. and it's good because uh this is another thing maybe we could uh we see people, and if you guys saw me, if you guys saw me and you never met me, you'd be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. And and that's something that we do a lot, you know? We do not know what people are going through. Right. Yeah. So next time you see somebody or something, just be like, hey, how's it going? You doing good, you know? Because some people just need that, you know, that wake-up call and need to be like, wow, you know, I'll pray for you or... Mm. Or whatever it is, you know, it's 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 crazy because you don't have to look sick, you don't have to look depressed, but some people just hold it within themselves. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people go are going through some heavy stuff, you know, mentally, physically, or spiritually. You know, some people have been devoted and then just dropped off, like me. You know, yeah, I was devoted and dropped off, and I saw darkness. You know, I I stayed in darkness. Mm. So, mm. you know, it just it's don't worry, you know, the. Don't worry, you might lose a couple battles here and there, but God has the world covered, you know? <laughs> like, straight up. Bro, you know? There's a couple here and battles, but the war is, God has that, you know? That's in the books already, for sure. Man, that's so. something that you do so well, bro. Uh, authenticity. Um, people respond to that because it leads to them being vulnerable. And when they get to be vulnerable, it, it, it develops an intimacy, and out of intimacy comes growth. Uh, when you get to be able to be in those spaces of 
just pure like this is what it is i know me and rudy go to uh you as well go to encounter bro and on tuesday nights there could just be so many people who are just jacked to experience what's going on god's moving in such a mighty way in their life and everything's going great but for some of those individuals who walk in there they're going through it they're absolutely going through it and they can slap on that fake smile of like oh like yeah like everything's great in my life too but it's really not and um, yeah. it's so it's so important to be authentic in those moments of like, oh, wow, your life's great. No, that's that's awesome. But to be honest, like I just got into a car accident. I have no idea how I'm going to pay for it. Uh, my finances mm-hmm. are in the trash. My relationship's in the trash. But my family's uh, getting a divorce. Like just be authentic in what is going on in your life because that's how God can move through conversations. That's how God can move through your life and allow growth to start happening of like, no, you know what? Uh, life is going to be okay because I'm still here. I, I still made it to church. I still have this breath in my lungs, um, so just just be authentic and know that's something that you do really well, bro. And I and I will just continue you. to to encourage you to keep doing that with the people that you meet and just being authentic, just being as Thank authentic you, as you possibly can. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Even just today, today a couple hours ago before this, we're getting coffee or I was actually getting tea, um, and uh, can't drink that much coffee anymore. No so I mean, it is what it is, but. <laughs> Um, the girl serving us, her name was Chris, and her boyfriend was going through, like, the same thing. Had intestine cancer and all this stuff, and it's just like, you see this girl, she served us, hey, what's up, going through, and she was just like, yeah, you know what, it affected everything between us. I mean, yeah, I, I thought he was a goner. And you see these people, and they sometimes not even a fake smile, they're just trying to be happy, you know, in a moment, but they're just crumpled, they're just dead inside you know or like yeah. just everything collapsed inside you know and it's it's hard you know and some people when we start talking i was like wow that's like the same situation i'm going through right now it's crazy you know it's, the more people you meet it's just on the way here it's crazy on my flight here from san francisco san diego the plane was empty and i got seated with two people next to me like it just had to be that and it was jim and debbie Jim is a pilot for, like, a big corporate bank, and he's a private jet pilot, mm. and his wife flies with them, and he went through kidney cancer, like, four years ago. Same thing. They told him, hey, you know what? You only got two, three months to live, all this stuff. They took their cancer out. That's five years later, he's still kicking, and we're here, here talking in the plane, yeah. like, straight up, and he's like, yeah, it was God saying, like, not yet, not yet, and all the doctors were just in awe, like, some crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. So, like, I, I encourage people, like you said, thank you. Like, thank you for, for that, Jamal. I encourage people, just tell people sometimes what's going on, you know? Yeah. And be authentic, you know? Don't keep stuff hidden, you know? People sometimes might help you. Mm. And, I mean, that's that's all I can say, you know? It, that's all I can say right now. God's um, just giving you breadcrumbs, man. Every step you take, he just puts another little piece of bread in front of you and just keeps going and just keeps going, man. I freaking love Catherine. it. I love it. Um, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up um, in a little a little prayer. Um, if you want to lead us, you're more than welcome to. Um, if if not, I can take it over. Yeah, I'll, I'll say a little piece. Yeah, um, okay. if you want, then you could uh, take over at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, dear God, uh, I thank you for first of all everyone listening and just. Everyone in general, you know, we all go through our own battles, God. We all struggle through 
through even the hardest battles, through health, through financial, through family, through anything it could be. But I just want to, I want to thank you because you are there every step of the way. Even though we might not see you physically, you are there. And I know because I've seen it with my own eyes. I felt your love, your presence there. And I thank you, you know, I thank you for my life and and being on this podcast and being able to share my story and awaken people. And I thank you for my, my family and all our families, you know, family, friends, you know. And it's just, I'm just being grateful overall. That's what I'm trying to get at, God. Um, because sometimes they're not that grateful. And I just want to give you my life, you know, everything. My mind, body, soul, I just want to devote to you. And if you want to take it over, Rudy. Um, God, I, I thank you for this day. Um, I feel like I, I start pretty much every prayer like that. Um, and that can easily become routine. And uh, I just want to remind everybody listening yeah, God, thank you for this day, like literally for this day, um, that literally just that alone, um, you've given me the 24 hours to do what I needed to do in your name with the skills that you've given me with the breath that you've put in my lungs. And um, there's no other words for it than just thank you. Um, we can't fathom it. But I, I just want to thank you for actually giving us the free will to decide for ourselves um, because you've allowed us to see that our ways do not work. And if we continue to fight that, you will strip us of everything to just let us know that it is you. And I pray that to the person listening right now, you do not need to hit rock bottom in order to succeed. You don't need to get all the way to the bottom and lose everything to start gaining. Um, just start living life now. Start thanking God now. Um, we love you, Father. Your word says that we're two or more gathered in your name, that your presence is there. And I undeniably, I cannot deny that your presence is here right now, yeah. physically, physically here, tangibly here. It might not be visible, but as strong as I feel love for humans, I feel your spirit even stronger right now. And I just want to thank you for that. And um, wherever somebody is listening to this, that means that your spirit is also there where they're at right now, whether it's in their headphones, whether they're in the car right now, whether they're in their fig tree, their private space with you that they go to only when they talk to you. You are there because you're here with us and they are listening. You are transcending. You're shifting. You're changing this generation. You're changing the Bay Area one person at a time. In Noah's case, two people at a time. And God, I just thank you and I love you so much. Um, thank you for this ability and blessing to come out here and share the undeniable things that you've done in our lives. Um, because you're so real, it's not even funny. Real is not a good enough word to explain your presence, Father. And I just love you so much. And I thank you for my brother Noah. And um, yeah, just amen. 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 Man. Yeah. That was key what you said, Rudy. You do not. If you could just get any message out of this, please, please don't wait till you hit rock bottom. Please don't wait. Um, find help, you know. Seek help in God and other people. 
other people, God uses other people to get to you. 100%. Um, don't, don't let, don't wait till rock bottom, man. If you have any issues, struggles, just seek help, you know? Right. Seek God, and God works in mysterious ways to uplift you out of that. He will literally so. put somebody in your life to show you an example of how he works. Uh, last week, uh, was it last week? Yeah, I think it was last week. Um, Chase had an altar call, and... Um, and he spoke over me in that altar call. And at first I thought that it was genuinely me who needed that moment. Um, but what I realized is that Chase was just reaffirming everything that I already knew, everything that God had already implanted in my spirit, Chase was just reaffirming. And so now what I realized from that moment is exactly what you just said, Noah. I personally think that Chase spoke over me in that moment so that people around us who know me genuinely could see God moving through Chase to speak to me. And actually what he was doing was speaking to them. So That's right. Amen. That's right. Man. So, guys, God is real. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. So, yeah. Man. That is um, the bottom line, you know? Yeah. If you are listening to this episode, you got all the way to the end of this. First of all, respect, and I thank you for that. Um, But second, if you were moved, if God pinched your spirit, um, pulled on you, punched you, whatever, um, please message us and let us know. We want to continue to feed Noah the breath of life and the opportunity and just the positivity in general. He's doing amazing, powerful things by just using his valuable time to be on here to share his message with you guys so that hopefully one of you will be affected by it. So if you were affected by it... Two, two of you, two of you. Two of you. <laughs> so that if both of you were affected by it or however many multiples of twos were affected by this, please message us. Please let us know. We'll screenshot it. We're going to send it to Noah. Let him know you're praying for him um, as we all are. So... No, I and I'll think, be praying. I'll be praying for all you guys. That yep. Anybody that needs help, and if he if, if he can pray for you, you can pray for him. That's all I got to say. So that's right. Thank you guys. Woo! I appreciate appreciate this. This is great. You know, this is really good. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank man. You guys. Has to be man. done. Has to be. All right, dude. All right, man. All right. We will talk to you soon. I hope you feel better, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll be back in the bay Thursday night, God willing, and yeah. All right, so, dude. We All will right. see you soon. Have a good night, bro. All right, good night, guys. Good night, Jamal. All right, man. Catch All you. All right. Peace. Bro. Guys. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. <laughs> like, that dude has taken some blows from life and is just like, yo, God is the only way. And he's literally speaking through me right now. Like, what? <laughs> Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah, man. Noah is a thug. He is, um, he's definitely a thug, man. I love that dude. Yeah. Man. Freak. Freak. Bro. Well, guys, you know what it is. Just another day. The Lord's work. Another breath of life. Another Christian of the millennia to share his message. Man. God is good. It's real good. Real good. All right, guys. Until next time, over and out.